Today's guest had a successful career in PR, but after becoming a mum, she decided to make the leap and change her career to become an interior designer. She then moved from London to Yorkshire and had to build up her business all over again. Let's find out how she did it and made a success of it. Welcome to The Hubcast, brought to you by the Interior Designers Hub, where we help and support interior designers to get trained, get into the industry, and to grow wildly successful businesses. If you want to work in the field you love, create the lifestyle you desire, and make the money you truly deserve, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Kate Hatherall. Let's get into it. On today's Hubcast, we are talking to Claire Bromley of Claire Alexandra Designs. Good morning, Claire. How are you? Hi, Kate. Really well, thank you. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us on the Hubcast today. I'm so excited to be here. Brilliant. Amazing. So, Claire, tell us a little bit about yourself. What sort of design do you do? You have your own company, right? Yeah, I set up in 2019, so just over three years ago now. Um, I primarily focus on residential design. Um, I work with a lot of families, I find, um, which I love because I'm a mum of quite young kids. Mm -hmm. So I like working with big family homes, often people who have just recently moved into their forever home. Um, Usually the parents are super busy, both working pretty much full time, they've got young children, so they've got crazy, hectic family lives and they just haven't got the time or the headspace um, to make, you know, those hundreds of decisions that you have to make when you when you want to renovate your home. So it could be like a full extension that someone's having done or loft conversions or bathroom refit um, and, and yeah, and, and making changes to their home in whatever way. Absolutely. And um, so you kind of come in and um, you can take on the whole responsibility of everything and allow people to continue their lives without having to worry about making all of that happen for them. Yeah, exactly. So dealing with suppliers, um, sorting the items, doing sorting out the returns if necessary, um, getting trades in, overseeing pages and decorators, kitchen refit, um, te- bathrooms and kitchens in particular can be super technical and can take weeks and weeks. So yeah, overseeing all of that so that they don't have to worry about it. Brilliant. And am I right in thinking that you started off somewhere else in the country and that you've moved recently? Yeah, that's right. Um, I've moved to Yorkshire um, this year, actually. At the beginning of the, beginning of the year, I moved up from London. Um, so it's been a big life change for us. Um, and yeah, a big change. I had to sort of get myself out there again, get the word out there again about my business, sort of almost starting again to an extent, um, obviously with more experience behind me now. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a less populated area, but um, there are some beautiful villages and stunning properties. So it is an exciting, um, really exciting change. Amazing. And I can imagine, you know, the the kind of the upheaval, uh, upheaval of moving your family, but also, as you say, almost kind of having to start from scratch again um, in terms of building your client base in your local area. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's been all about networking, actually. I found um, sort of in-person networking really good. There's been some great um, women in business groups I've joined. Um, and just, yeah, meeting mums. To be honest, it's all about meeting mums and getting that, that sort of word of mouth out there again. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I've always found that it's, it's making local connections with real people in your community. And that's how you get known, isn't it? Spreading the word about who you are as a person. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So um, that move, obviously, you've now got yourself established in your new location. Things are going well. 
But you haven't always been an interior designer, have you? You had a previous career before becoming an interior designer. No, not at all. It was such a different life now. Um, I worked for about 15 years in corporate and consumer PR in London, in the city. Um, so I did that. And then it was when I um, went off to have my first baby that I had a bit of a rethink. Um, I'd, I'd worked for about four years on a big interiors brand doing their PR. Um, and I'd done a lot of styling and a lot of um, created lots of photography for magazines, like the top you know, magazines and newspapers. So I'd got um, a bit of an insight into the world um, and absolutely loved it um, and realised I had a bit of an eye for it. Um, so it was, and then I set my sights on this diploma and it was when I was on mat leave actually, six months in, um, I realised I had a bit of time um, and signed up to do um, a diploma online, which I did all from home when I had my baby. Um, and I was about two or three months into that and I thought, I kind of met a big group of other designers and realised that it's something that I could go then and do on my own once I finished the diploma. So that was my plan. I handed in my notice at work and decided to, yeah, follow my dream, follow my passion um, and took the big plunge of, of, yeah, setting up. So I got my website going and I got my portfolio up. Um, and that was when I met you, Kate. Um, <laughs> and I remember having a conversation with you. I think it's the first time we'd even met and I had all my photography ready. Um, and I sort of started working through my website and I think I'd almost got there with it and you were just like, put it live, get your Instagram live, just get yourself out there. Um, and you gave me that push to, to, to go for it um, because you kind of procrastinate when you're a bit unsure and don't really know, you know, what, what the next steps are. And, and I think with a diploma, you learn obviously about interiors and design, but you don't really know much about the actual business side of it. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a, an exciting, yeah, super exciting step. And I'm, I'm so glad I made it. Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, one of my mantras, as you probably know, is done is better than perfect. Um, it's something that, you know, as a perfect poly myself is something that I have to keep reminding myself of. But I do say it to other people as well, because we can spend so long thinking that everything has to be absolutely perfect. You know, your website before you can launch it, your social media before you can put a post out, because we're so worried about kind of being judged. But actually, the success comes from taking action, even if that action isn't perfect. And in fact, it's imperfect action that gets you where you want to be. Yeah. And I think we are usually our own worst critic, aren't we? We're the ones that notice the, the little, maybe a photo and there might not be something quite right. But people are scrolling through Instagram and they're not going to be pulling, you know, picking us apart, are they? So, yeah, it's just having that confidence. Um, and I've worked on my own home and I, I could use that as my sort of starting point and done a little bit of work for friends' houses. Um, and it was just, it's just been amazing being able to have, do my own thing, work, work flexibly around the kids. Um, so, you know, rather than going back to that super demanding job in the city and commuting, it's nice to be able to do it from home. Um, and yeah, work in the evenings if I need to, work around the children. Amazing. So it's really given you that kind of lifestyle shift that you wanted yeah as opposed to the corporate life that you had before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in terms of what you used to do then, so corporate PR, I mean, can you tell me a little bit sort of about that? What what does it involve and are there crossovers with interior design? Were there transferable skills that it gave you? Yeah, absolutely. It's a really creative role. It's coming up with ways to sell in our clients to the newspapers and magazines and broadcast. Um, so it's really, really creative. We have to come up with sort of stories, I suppose, um, and interesting angles for a story. Um, but it's all about client relationships as well um, and nurturing those relationships, um, keeping our clients happy 
when something might might go a little bit wrong. Um, and it's, it's, I, I feel like that is the big skill that's hugely transferable and has really helped me um, with, in tricky times, um, you know, through this business too. Um, so, yeah, it's a little bit of both, I suppose, but definitely the, the creativity, but also the client, the client relationships. Absolutely. And I think lots of people, when they think about interior design, obviously they think about, you know, choosing colours and curtains and all of those sorts of things. But actually, a lot of it is about client management, isn't it? Yeah, client management, project management too, of course, um, being super organised um, and juggling lots of different balls in one go and um, working with suppliers a little bit too. Um, there's, there's so many different skills that you wouldn't, that you just wouldn't think of. But yeah, the client relation to me is, is, is the most important, I think. Obviously, my clients are the ones that are going to talk about me, hopefully positively, after their, after the experience, and they're going to be my ambassadors. So, um, I, you know, keeping them happy and is, is, most, is most important for me, for sure. Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, one of the main ways that interior designers get new clients is through word of mouth. It's still the number one marketing method for interior designers. And I think you're right. So nurturing that relationship, you know, managing the client's experience is super important. Yeah, and it's the most rewarding part of it as well, isn't it? Um, I mean, if you're in somebody's house popping in every day for however many weeks while you oversee their bathroom, but you end up getting to know them so well, getting to know their family, and you know, become almost a part of that extended, extended part of that family um, during the process. So it's lovely. Absolutely. And then Absolutely. seeing, you know, seeing how they're going to then be able to live in that in that home for years to come um, is great. Absolutely. The best parts of the job. And um, so why interior design then? So you had this corporate job and obviously you reevaluated things, but you could have gone into, you know, any sort of other area really, or, you know, worked for yourself in a, a different type of field. Is interior design something that you've always had a passion for, or was it through the PR work that you kind of started to realise that that was something you wanted to do? Yeah. Um, I remember when I was younger, I never really put two and two together until um, recently thinking about when I was younger, I always used to be reorganizing my room and sort of reshuffling things around and sort of styling it, I suppose, is what I was doing. Um, and, and I remember having, I, only, I sort of vaguely what interior design, interior design was, but and, and I thought it was something that I would never be able to achieve. I don't know, I think it feels really, it sounds really glamorous and kind of a bit out of reach and I put it aside because I wasn't an arty person at school at all, but in the slightest, I was more into my sort of more academic subjects, I suppose. And I just never, I just honestly never considered it. And it was when I started working on, it's the DFS account, so the sofa and um, armchairs and furniture company, um, and doing the styling, that was truly when I began to really see um, how much I loved putting colours together, putting a colour palette together, um, pulling accessories into the space and, and just creating a beautiful space and, and the enjoyment of seeing, you know, that final um, photography once, once it was done. Um, that was what it was. Yeah. Amazing. And so were you, like, did you think, okay, so now I'm going to go and study interior design. Did you think that that kind of career change was possible for you or was it something that you felt was unattainable? Yeah. I mean, I guess... I, I, I've spoken to others who had done the same thing, um, so I, I thought it was worth a go. Um, however, I suppose my in my head, I, I, I just didn't know what to do. I physically didn't know what my next steps were going to be. Um, so it was when I met you and the group on the Hub. I mean, it was a pretty small team at the time. It was a pretty, pretty small group at the time. 
Um, it was just getting that, yeah, just getting the, well, the confidence, but also literally going through your training process, w- watching the modules and following those steps that were, was, allowed me to sort of, to get to those, to that next level and, and, and to know what to do next. Otherwise I wouldn't have, uh, I certainly wouldn't have done it on my own. Amazing. And not only have you done it on your own, you've done it twice, you know, first in London and then moving to Yorkshire as well. Yeah, so, you know, you've definitely has, grown. Yeah, it has been a bit of a challenge to do, making that move, but I suppose I, was, I just went back over those marketing skills and that, that marketing training um, and put myself through it again. Um, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. It's so good to see where you are now and what you've achieved. And I don't think we often enough look back on what we've done and how far we've come. Um, I imagine that your PR life kind of feels like a lifetime ago now. Yeah, it really does. It really, really does. And and I've just I've never enjoyed a job more than I do now. Um, I mean, you know, PR has its positives in some ways, but um yeah, I mean this is just so much more. It's, it's part it's partly the, the, the job, but it's also the working for myself and having, um, but, but also feeling like I've got a network of, of people and I feel like being as part of the pub means that I've got that support. So I, I, I never worry when something goes what wrong. I, I know that I can come and talk to someone and, and, and I feel better straight away, you know, because um, people come in and, and give me advice and, and I, wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't be able to do it without that, I don't think. It's like my comfort blanket. Amazing. I love that. Absolutely. So talking about um, kind of, you know, making the transition from PR into the new career and indeed the new lifestyle, were there any stumbling blocks along the way or any kind of mindset gremlins that were really sort of holding you back that you had to work through? Yeah, I think um, starting off, I priced really low um, and I would just wanted to take any job that came my way. Um, I suppose now with a bit of experience, I've had the comp- it, it was it was having the confidence that was tricky to put the price in, put my prices up and know my worth. Um, but I think doing the first couple, um, I kind of felt like I always wanted to please my clients. Whereas now I feel like I've got the authority to to coach them, to push themselves a little bit, and to go with something that maybe they wouldn't have thought of. Um, and I really love doing that um but yeah i think it's after having done the two or three projects and i suppose i think i surprised myself that they were so happy with the end result and that there wasn't <laughs> like a huge amount of problems apart from maybe with the old trade here or there but nothing like anything to do with you know, the work i was doing for them and they were super happy and once i had that confidence um it just took me a few projects i think um and then i realized that yeah, I, I had the, um, you know, the experience to put my prices up and that, t- that took me a bit, a bit of a, a bit of time to, to get, to get that confidence, I think. And do you think that came from the experience of having had a few projects? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yes. And, and just knowing how well they've gone and knowing that I could do it. Because obviously if it's something you've never done before, you just don't know how it's going to go. But um, yeah, a few projects in and you feel like you know what you're doing then don't you yeah yeah absolutely so before you kind of had that first client how did you get them was it somebody that you knew was it through marketing channels how did you find your first client or two local facebook group super beneficial to me um and my first client first i think was the first three or four clients came through local facebook groups and after that it was a sort of a mix of that and a little bit of my online because once i got um 
my first few clients, I then had some Google reviews, which really helped boost my Google, my SEO, um, and people found me then through Google a little bit. But Facebook groups have been amazing for me, absolutely amazing. Um, so it's right. been a little bit of that and then a little bit of word of mouth too. Yeah. And again, it is, it's that one-to-one connection, isn't it? And it's getting yourself known so that people then pass on to their friends that, oh, I've had Claire in and she's great. And then word of mouth spreads it. And that really is how it happens. It really is a one-to-one connection thing. Yeah. And I will say I have kind of tweaked the way that I positioned myself in the past couple of years as my photography, I think, has improved. And I've kind of repositioned myself as slightly more higher end, a bit more premium, giving me that sort of, I feel like I've, I've now got the backing in terms of my experience and portfolio to, to up my prices and to charge a little bit more um, and to position myself as more of a, as, as a, as a premium um, yeah, in terms of my deliverables. So that's been good too. But that's, again, that was a bit of a struggle and knowing what to do and changing the wording on sort of my, you know, my marketing, etc. Amazing. And I love that, um, you know, that... I guess the lesson for other people about that is that you don't have to have it all perfectly laid out at the beginning, that actually you just need to make a start and that you can evolve into a different version of yourself and your business. Yeah, definitely. It's been such a journey and I feel like it's only at the beginning still. I feel like there's so much more in terms of opportunities. And I recently took on a whole house renovation and a local, um, a local army barracks actually have asked me to help then um so that's something totally different probably completely out of my comfort zone um but yeah and a huge project but so you just think god what else is out there you know it's really exciting amazing that is really exciting and just to know that variety of work and that's i mean it's so interesting isn't it it keeps the job fascinating and keeps you on your toes all of the time absolutely Brilliant. So, Claire, if I could ask you kind of the, um, you know, the big question, if you could sort of look back at this journey that you've been on and you were able to give advice to your younger self, either as you were starting this journey or even before that, what would you tell yourself? Um, I think probably to... just not. To, I think it's probably not to worry about the small stuff. And like you said, not to worry about the tiny little details in terms of putting yourself out there um, and not to worry about people picking through your Instagram feed and, and just to, yeah, to have the confidence and to know that I know that I, I'm good at what I do. I've got plenty of experience and there's no reason why I should doubt myself, basically. And I think that's what the Hub members really helped in terms of boosting confidence when I when I met them in person for certain and then we began following each other and cheerleading each other on um that made such a difference to yeah my confidence for sure absolutely amazing well like I said it has been um just an absolute pleasure to see your company grow and to see you flourish and indeed you know as I said to do that in two different places as well which is no mean feat because it is hard when you're in a new place or starting a new business and trying to get things off of the ground because it is such a local based business and it does depend a lot on word of mouth so um yeah as I said it's been amazing to watch you grow and develop thank you so Claire before we end would you be happy to play a game of designer this or that? I can't wait. Yes, <laughs> Amazing. I love it when people are up for it. Okay. So I'm going to put a minute on the clock and I'm going to ask you pairs of um, 
items and you just have to choose which one you prefer. Don't overthink it um, and just give me the first answer that pops into your head. Are you ready? Okay, let's go. Suede or Nubuck? Suede. Tiles or wood? Tiles. Cottage or mansion? Mansion. Coffee table or footstool? Footstool. Artwork or mirrors? Artwork. Rug or carpet? Rug. Log burner or gas fire? Log burner. Of course. <laughs> cushions on bed or no cushions on bed? Mm, cushions on bed. Roman blinds or roller blinds? Roman blinds. Vintage or new? Vintage. Framed art or canvases? Framed art. Cozy or cool? Cozy. Pink or green? Oh, I love both of those. Pink. <laughs> Open plan or individual rooms? Open plan. Pendants or lamps? Mm, pendants. Okay. Oh, no. Lamps, lamps, lamps. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Okay, we are out of time. Thank you very much for playing designer this or that. I do love that game. <laughs> Brilliant. Claire, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your journey, which I know is going to inspire other people to just get out there um, and to start up their businesses. So thank you so much for spending your time with me today. Okay, it's been such a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning into Hubcast by the Interior Designers Hub. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please take a screenshot and share it to Facebook, Instagram, or your favorite social media channel. Make sure to tag me in at Interior Designers Hub and let me know what you enjoyed about this episode. I reply to each and every comment. I'd also like to offer you an incredible free gift, which is going to show you the exact roadmap that you need to take to become a wildly successful interior designer. It shares our secrets to business success. If you'd like to get your hands on that, head on over to interiordesignershub.co.uk forward slash roadmap right now. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next time.